0: Hello to all you amazing Mets fans who are listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. On the show today, I will be discussing whether or not the Mets future is set with the two Franciscos, Francisco Alvarez and Francisco Lindor. While well, has it been? a great season. These are two bright spots who promise a bright future for this club. I want to spend the first segment talking a little bit about Lindor, the second segment more focused in on Alvarez. And if this really is something that has some staying power with him being uh, an elite potential catcher for this Mets team and how rosters can be built around them throughout the next decade. We'll go through that part in the final segment before we do. I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter at FinkelsteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing at JustBaseball.com, where I work as the managing editor. Where I just wrote a piece titled, New York Mets Future is Bright, with their two Francisco's that we're discussing on today's show. And it's a topic that really came to me the other day, where Francisco Alvarez hits that clutch home run against the Arizona Diamondbacks to tie the game and. The Mets grab a lead and there was still outs that had to be uh, gotten in the bottom half of the inning. And you see Francisco Alvarez getting a little bit of a lecture, just a little bit uh, of a talking to from Francisco Lindor, where you see the clear mentorship as Lindor is telling Alvarez to settle down a little bit. You still got to finish the ball game and the Mets do. And they end up sweeping that series, a series in which Francisco Alvarez homered in each game and, Francisco Lindor played extremely well and had really one of, if not his best game in a Mets uniform going five for five with a couple of triples and a home run to close out that sweep. And with those two players, you have a bright future. And that's where I wanted to spend this show today. Cause there's two guys with the same first name who honestly could be the best two players on this team for the better part of a decade. Francisco Lindor, he came to the Mets a ready-made superstar, a guy that you look at wins up over replacement during his time with the Guardians. He has been the best shortstop in baseball since he made his debut in 2015. Now, the last two years, he has been that guy again, 2021 down year, first year with the Mets. I've already bored listeners enough in the past about breaking down the season and the stats and looking at what he did after the first couple months and from June on, and he was still the guy he's been. And you can make that argument that, you know, bad start, but ultimately still a good season in 2021. People might not want to listen to that because of the overall statistics, but then it was clear last year, the value he brought being a nearly seven win shortstop hitting the home runs. He did driving in over hundred playing great defense at shortstop. You saw the impact he could have lately. He's been on an absolute tear and it has vaulted him back atop the leaderboards particularly in the National League with shortstops when it comes to home runs, runs scored, RBIs, wrc plus, which measures league hitters league hitters based on an average of 100 and this year he's over 120 again. War even at 3.3 among NL shortstops, the best mark. So Francisco Lindor is a guy that as much as some fans don't necessarily uh, appreciate him nearly enough. He's a guy you look at who's under contract through the 2031 season, where you could say that position shortstop, that's not a hole for the Mets. That's an above average player that's going to be occupying that premium position. Now you have Francisco Alvarez, a guy that without a contract extension is under team control through 2028 a player who at 21 years old is looking like a top 10 catcher in baseball. He is the future of the franchise, but he's becoming one of the best catchers in baseball in the present, showing that future is now. And with these two guys, you got a shortstop who's the leader of your infield, a catcher who could lead your pitching staff, and be a leader of the diamond. And to expand it further up the middle, you got Brandon Nimmo in center field under contract into 2030, looking like a real captain of your outfield, who's giving you above-average production offensively and defensively at a premium position. Again, how often do we say in sports, or in this sport in particular, the importance of being good up the middle? That is so very true in the game. And you saw last year when the Mets 101 that it was the play of Nimmo and Lindor as when you look at wins above replacement, the best two guys on the roster along with Jeff McNeil last year who were able to vault you to a certain stature as a team. And you look at this year, you're getting that play from Lindor and Nimmo again. The pitching has not been there. There's a lot of other holes you can poke on this roster that has led to a disappointing spot you're in. Seven games out of a playoff spot, and was it six games under 500? But when you look at the possibility of making a run this year, you have some pieces you can count on who have been performing well in Lindor and Alvarez and even Nemo on the position player front. And moving forward, it's those guys that could take you to another level. It's those guys that should keep you in the conversation to continue to win year over year over year. At this point, the question is probably just, how legit is Alvarez? Is this just a flash in the pan? Or does he really have the ability to have the staying power of a guy like Lindor who's done it? Who flash it as a rookie, and has year over year over year put up the production that you want. Alvarez is flashing it as a rookie now. The question is, does this have legs to continue? Because I think the Mets need their new Alvarez more than the current one that's under you know the biggest contract any shortstop in baseball has, and the biggest one in franchise history. So, I want to discuss the Alvarez side of this more at length in just a minute. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. With Bird Dogs, you can find incredibly comfortable shorts that are versatile. That's the best part the versatility. To have a pair of shorts that are so comfy, you can wear them lounging on the couch, watching some TV, but you can also get off that couch, hit the golf course, and wear them there as well. The khaki style. Uh, Bird dogs in particular are fantastic for me because I don't like wearing these rigid khakis that we've seen in the past. I I like my basketball shorts when I go out, but of course a khaki is going to look a lot better. The wife likes me in in shorts that look less like I'm still in middle school and more like I'm a grown man. So when I could get bird dogs, I could feel that comfort without the lack of style. That's what bird dogs offer you. And the best part is if you're looking to try them today, you are going to get a free gift with purchase. If you head to bird dogs.com slash locked on MLB. When you enter the promo code lockdown MLB, they're going to throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. So again, head to bird dogs.com slash MLB use that promo code locked on MLB and get some great shorts as well as a free custom, Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Francisco Alvarez has been the Mets top prospect since the 2021 season. And there was always that promise of a guy that we've heard people say can be the best catcher the Mets have had since the hall of famer and Mike Piazza. Look, they threw around similar uh, affirmations towards Travis Darno once upon a time, but Alvarez is a completely homegrown prospect, not a guy you acquired in the trade and one that I when it comes to top prospect circles reached heights that Travis Darno never quite did a guy that, was considered by some publications a top 10 prospect in all of baseball. When you followed the journey of Alvarez's minor league career, it was always the bat that was leading towards more promotions and the glove that had to catch up. So I have pointed out in this show before, I find it ironic that it's his glove that got him into this position this year. He was the only other catcher on the 40-man roster when Omar and Reviz hit the IL with a calf string. So what did the Mets do? They called up Alvarez, and early on, it was a time split between Tomas Nito and Francisco Alvarez. But what Alvarez did more than anything is he allowed his bat more opportunities because he was so good with the glove. That's the thing about Francisco Alvarez, and when we think about the future here, it's not just that he's put up the 17 home runs, which is great. It's the fact that he's looked good defensively while having that kind of power output. So when you're thinking about the catcher of your franchise for the future as much as you could get excited by a tantalizing bat the fact that you might have a stable glove on top of that tantalizing bat well that's where the promise lies that's where you dream a little bit it's the same thing with lindora shortstop because guess what bats can come and go streakiness is real but what doesn't ever really leave you is the glove Gloves are a lot less streaky than bats. It's a lot, I don't want to say easier to be a good defender because it's not easy. But it's easier to consistently be a good defender than to consistently be a good hitter. So where a lot of value lies with the guys that the Mets are paying up the middle and Lindor and Nimmo, it's the fact that they've now proven to be above average defenders at premium positions. What really makes Alvarez stand out right now, it's the fact that the glove has been... So promising. And look, I don't know how much to buy into the catching statistics and we'll talk about those in a minute because what does blocking runs above average mean or framing runs? What does that really do for you with catching in particular, especially with these stats being new? The eye test to me is paramount. You can see when a guy is not good defensively. Gary Sanchez, catching for your team. You see how bad he is. It's just evident. When Wilson Ramos was catching for the Mets in 2019 and 2020, you saw that he was a glacier behind the plate, so slow. You saw that he was putting pitchers in bad spots with his inability to frame, with the lack of mobility to block or to be able to put a tag on and to play at the plate. You saw it. Francisco Alvarez, to me, has pressed. Passed every single eye test. Blocking. He is a hard worker behind the plate. You don't see him caught on his heels off and being lazy. He's he's getting down on his knees. He's getting his chest in front of balls. He is blocking balls. And then you look at statistics, and they back that up. His blocking or blocks above average is four. And that's on the season. So it's an average stat. That puts him in the top 10, all qualified catchers in baseball. You then look at his catcher framing runs, also sits at plus four. That puts him in the top 10 among catchers. You look at his pop time, he's in the top 20. Now, his throwing stats are down. He's at minus two. Gets throwing runs above average, probably because of how aggressive he is with throwing the baseball around. You know, you'll see if that really hurts you or not. Right now, the stats are saying it does. I haven't felt like his arm has been a problem. I think he's athletic behind the play. I think he has a strong arm. And I think over time, when he picks his spots better, that arm is going to be an asset as well. And so everything I have seen this season leads me to believe that if nothing else, this guy's never going to be a liability defensively. And that opens up a world of possibilities when... He could hit 30 home runs behind the dish and might do that in his rookie season, having missed the first part of the year and having not earned the starting job until a month in. But he's sitting here with 17 home runs, tied with Sean Murphy for the MLB lead among catchers and all time for catchers at 21 years or younger. It's only Johnny bench that has ever hit more home runs than Francisco Alvarez an unprecedented bad at the catcher position. And I was referring to Alvarez there. Although bench was before Alvarez, that guy, you know, it was bench to Piazza and who knows, maybe now to, to a guy like Alvarez, Johnny bench hit 26 home runs in his age 21 season. And he was playing baseball at age 20. So you look at Francisco in his first tour of duty to be at 17 at the all-star break. Coming off, you know, a seven home run month in May, five already in July, heading towards at least a seven home run month with two months beyond this. And you think, oh, wow, there's every chance that he could hit 30 home runs this year. That's incredibly impressive. And his stats since May 1st, it's a 247 average. 311 on base, 563 slug, 16 home runs, and a 138 WRC. Again, WRC measures hitters based on a league average of 100. So he has been 38% better than your league average hitter. He's also in clutch. He has four go ahead or game game-time home runs. This is courtesy of Greg Harvey on Twitter. You can find him at Between the Nums. He has four go-ahead or game-time home runs with two outs in the sixth inning or later this season, and he said the only rookie season with more such home runs in an, in the expansion era is Ken Griffey Jr. in 1989 with the Mariners at five. So one more clutch home run. He's the clutchest rookie of all time when it comes to hitting home runs. and He's got a whole second half of the season to add more clutch moments. To me, what we've seen from Francisco Alvarez is an alpha personality who has – gotten the opportunity and grabbed it and run with it. We've seen Brett Beatty get his chance and hasn't quite grabbed on in the same way. We saw Mark Vientos get an opportunity, albeit a a smaller sample size, and been unable to provide an impact. And then here's Alvarez, who is showing exactly why he is always considered the top prospect in this farm system. Because he has that next-level star power. And if you look towards a future with a catcher who can slug over 500 while being an above-average defender to lead your staff, man, you are actually in really good shape. And that's really what I want to do to kind of land this plan in the final segment here. Looking at the Mets' future with Francisco Lindor, Francisco Alvarez, and what that could mean for roster building and being able to a continuous winner with those two guys. So I want to get to that in just a minute. Before we do, today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I know personally when I decided to, to start seeing a therapist, it really changed my outlook and perspective on life and you know how I was able to really take charge of my life and achieve my own goals by getting that third party perspective who was able to listen to what was going on with me and give me thoughtful advice. So if you're in a similar position where you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp by visiting BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. This season, we'll see if the New York Mets can get back in this race. And if they do, it's going to be in large part due to the play of Francisco Lindor and Francisco Alvarez, two guys that really helped carry the Mets on a road trip, which obviously wasn't uh, exactly what you were hoping for, but you still took four of six. And if you go back to their previous series at home, they won two of their last three series and they won six of eight. So uh, it's not necessarily the resounding uh, finished the first half that I was hoping for of them winning eight at eight in a row, but you know, it, it was a good start and it was a, a stretch of games where it was Lindor and Alvarez that seemed to be the guys that were coming up with every clutch hit. If this team has a run in them, these are the guys that have to be at the forefront. It's them. It's Pete Alonso. It's Brandon M.O. It's Jeff McNeil. That That's your core moving forward. And into the future. Now, Alonzo not locked up. We'll see how that situation resolves itself. McNeil needs to be a lot better. He is locked up, but on a team-friendly extension where even if he's not quite the batting champion version of himself, if he's somewhere in the middle of what he was last year and in 2019, even 2020, and where he has been in his down seasons of 2021 and 2023 even somewhere in the middle gives you a good enough player at that value where you can find a place for him, right? When it comes to the money that's allocated currently, Brandon Nemo and Francisco Lindor are your two franchise players. They are getting the franchise money. They are on deals for greater than seven years. That's significant. You can make an argument clearly that the next guy that deserves a contract that spans that period of time, Francisco Alvarez. Because if there's one guy on this team who deserves that pre-arb extension, which has become in vogue around baseball, signing guys before they hit arbitration, leveraging your control over them to get them locked in at a fair number for a longer period of time and buying out free agent years, it would be Francisco Alvarez, particularly because at his age, You could sign him to a 10-year contract and not have to worry about the mid to late 30 years of a catcher. You could get his absolute prime lockdown on a value contract and not to mention the fact that Alvarez just joined Bad Bunny's new sports agency. you got to imagine they would love to have one of their prized clients Sign a nine-figure extension. So if you can get Alvarez to sign whatever that deal looks like, if it's eight years for 100, which is I think the Acuna contract, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of team options that are hefty, but options that allow you to buy out some free agent years on the back end on top of it, some extra ones. Man, you got to jump all over. it. And if you can do that and get him locked in so that during this window with the Lindor contract you have Nemo who's under a, a you know a substantial contract but not a backbreaking one and then you have Alvarez locked into an even better contract where maybe you know he the, the most he's seeing is 15 to 20 million dollars at the back end of it all of a sudden up the middle you are you know filled with guys that are good defensive players. If you want to throw McNeil into that mix, you can. Who are strong offensively. Who really give you that chance year in, year out, to have an all-star level player in the outfield and the infield and behind the dish. That's really exciting to think about if you're a Mets fan. While the season as a whole could be a complete waste, and this team can just be one of the biggest disappointments in franchise history. The fact that you now have Lindor again playing at this level makes you feel even better about that contract he signed compared to some of these other shortstop deals that in some cases span longer and into older seasons with guys like Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts. With more injury-prone injury, you know um, prone players like Carlos Correa on a big deal as a shortstop. you got a guy that you're, you're pretty confident in this deal. At least I feel like you are. And then if you have the next guy up here, the next budding superstar that's clutch, that can really help drive winning from a position that does drive winning historically. Have a great catcher. A lot of teams are very successful with that formula. Just look at the disaster that's been the St. Louis Cardinals this season compared to all those years with Yadier Molina for uh, the evidence you need that the catcher really matters in baseball. Now you're looking at a Mets team that might have that answer to their equation. You're talking about you know, building with prospects and thinking about the future. The three positions that are always harped on more than any center field shortstop and catcher. And the Mets might be able to check all three of those boxes until the year 2030. So while 2023 might not be the year, these are the guys that are to give you a lot of cracks at that apple, a lot of cracks at being able to be that type of a team moving forward. And it's one of the few things that you can look at from this first half of the season and be happy about moving forward. This team has the two Franciscos, and they aren't going anywhere for a very long time. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Matt's Tomorrow's Show. We have Locked on Crossover with Javi Reyes of Locked on Padres. We're going to compare, contrast these two big money disappointments, and look forward to see which one has a better chance to break out of it in the second half. And if either of them will be big time sellers, at the deadline, so make sure you follow, rate, and review, so you don't miss that show. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Twitter at Finkelstein Ryan, and follow the show Locked On Mets.